0: Welcome to Brit David Podcast, as Pastor Tim brings us a message entitled, Some People. From 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 through 18, we are reminded that Paul is at the end of his life as he writes these closing verses in the final chapter of the last book he will write. That stage of life has a way of redefining priorities. You soon realize that what matters greatly are the relationships you have formed over the years. Paul takes a quick look back at some of the people he has encountered. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: We appreciate him turning the lights back on. <laughs> We're in 2 Timothy chapter 4 tonight. I hope you take your Bible to go ahead and turn there with me. We looked at uh, last time together in this, uh, in this particular passage at the fact that Paul knows that he is at the end of his life. And tells Timothy in no uncertain terms, I know that I am being poured out like a drink offering. He says, I know that the time of my departure is close at hand. And so we talked about some of those ways that at the end of life where priorities get rearranged and, uh, and the things that are really important uh, simply begin to stand out. When we get to, to verse number nine tonight and uh, we work our way through this particular passage, we're going to find mention of several different people by name. Now, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's some people, you know, that's, that's for sure, but when we use the word some people or the phrase some people, we use it like an idiom to, uh, uh, to describe or to express our dislike, you know, we don't want to say disgust, but that's kind of what's in there, you know, you talk about somebody and what they've done and then you just say, some people, You know, the closest I might ever get to the Apostle Paul would be if maybe in the middle of verse 10 or at the end of verse number 15, if Paul writing this would actually roll his eyes and say, some people, you know, that that, that may make me feel a little bit more at home. But what we are going to find out, there are some people who fit into the some people category and then others tonight that are just some people. And so I want you to look through that. As we we look into this, though, what it reminds me of is the fact that at the end of life, it's not the stuff that matters so much. It's not even, for Paul, it's not even the accomplishments, the missions, or even necessarily those churches, even though we know that that was heavy on his heart throughout his ministry. What really begins to matter the most... Are relationships. What really matters the most are people. You know, you think about the people in your family, you think about the people that are your closest to friends, and those are the ones that you want to have a final, lasting impact on. And that's somewhat what Paul is doing as he begins this roll call through several different names. We're really going to start in a section that begins in verse number nine, but I want to hang on to verse number nine for a little bit. Let's go to verse number 10. Let's start there first tonight, because we're going to meet, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different kinds of people tonight, all right? So first of all, I want you to see that there's some people who will forsake you. Some people will forsake you. This is one of those where you just go, some people, right? So in verse number 10, he mentions a man by name. His name is Demas, and this is what he says about him. He says, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica. So Demas, who was a part of, of Paul's ministry, really a part of his inner circle. You find Demas, Demas in, the, uh, in the book of Colossians. In uh, chapter number 4 and verse number 14, he's paired up with Luke. In fact, that verse just simply says, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas... Greet you. So in the same way that Luke was a traveling companion and a helper for Paul in his ministry, Demas has played that very same role. But something has happened to Demas along the way. And the Bible doesn't, it doesn't mix any words, it simply says, he tells us why it is that some people in your life will forsake you because they don't value the relationship that they have with you more than they value the stuff that they get. When stuff gets put over people, bad decisions oftentimes get made, don't they? He says, Demas has forsaken me because he loves this present world. I think one of the reasons why he throws in Thessalonica and says he's left and he's gone to Thessalonica is so that, so that Timothy will be aware of that and beware of that as well. Demas isn't the only one. Now, I think, I think what follows in verse number 10, we'll get to them next. I don't think that they're in the same category of forsaking Paul, but there are some others, aren't there? Skip down, if you will, to verse number 16 for a moment. Look at verse number 16. He says, at my first defense, this is a terrible statement, at my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. Everybody in Paul's circle of friends had forsaken him in his time of need. It doesn't matter as you look through and see how many times that Paul sacrificed for them. How many times that they suffered loss because they had uh, kept themselves in community and in co-workership with Paul. When the time really came, these people all chose something else over the Apostle Paul. Just know, in this life that's full of uh, of fallen natures, fallen people, there are going to be some at some point that are going to forsake you. And it hurts. (laughs) Just go ahead and tell it. As Paul writes verse number 10, to me, I, I can see the pain or feel the pain that he writes when he writes that, just simply knowing that Demas has been a part of his life for so long. We're going to see him again before we finish this passage tonight. Do you know what really tells me that Paul is Paul and Paul is not me? When you get to the end of verse number 16, he said, you know what? At my first offense, not one person stood with me. Everybody abandoned me. Everybody forsook me. He says, may it not be charged against them. This morning, one of the things that we talked about in the second service, we didn't get around to it in the first service, second service, we talked about Forgiveness. And what forgiveness really is, forgiveness is the clearing of a debt. And that's what he's done with these people. He said, You know what? I mean, Paul could easily say, You you left me. You abandoned me when I needed you. You owe me an apology. You, you abandon me, and if you abandon me, then you abandon the people around me. You abandon, you abandon people like Timothy. You abandon people that are in those specific churches. You owe us. You owe us work. You owe us more. And forgiveness doesn't work that way, does it? Forgiveness says yes, I understand that you owe me, but I don't charge that to your account. I clear you or free you from that debt so that our relationship might be maintained. For Paul to say, everybody forsook me, but at the same time to be able to say, you know what, I completely and totally forgive them. By the time we get to verse number 17, you begin to understand why Paul could say what Paul says. All right, so there's some people who will forsake you. Number two, there's some people who will be forced from you. There's some people who will be forced away from you. I think that's who you find in verse number 10 at the close of that passage. After he talks about the fact that Demas has forsaken him and now he has departed, that's a great word that he uses, he has departed. In other words, he has left Paul behind. And he has moved on now to something else. In Demas' case, that's a terrible thing. It's not always a terrible thing, is it? In fact, look at, look at these that he mentions there at the end of verse number 10. He says, Crescens for Galatia. And what, and what you can do with that passage, if you're, if you're looking for your verb, what goes, what goes with that? It's that same word, Departed. Crescens has departed for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Now, what we discover from that is Crescens is on mission. Titus is on mission. There's not anywhere else in the Scriptures where either one of these men are ever reprimanded for what they do in this particular verse. Titus is one who has already received a letter from Paul. He's already been a part of his ministry. There's not really much said about Christians, but when we read that, we find that he's gone to Galatia. And we know a lot about that place, right? They had a church in Galatia, you've got a book in your Bible called Galatians. These are a group of people who struggle with, you know, I understand that I'm saved by grace, but maybe I have to keep myself saved. That's what they struggle with. And so Christians has gone, probably maybe even taking that letter at some point, to be able to say, hey, that's not how salvation works. It's not Jesus plus you. It's just Jesus. It's not plus you. It can't be, it can't be grace plus works. If it's, if, it's of, if it's of grace, then it's of grace. It's His work. It's of works, and it's of works. If you try to blend those two together... It still works. So Christians has this incredible responsibility to deliver that truth once again to the Galatians. Now in this case, in the next case, we know about Titus, but we don't know a whole lot about Dalmatia. We don't know a lot about that, but we know about Titus. We know that Titus is faithful. We know that Titus is one of the fellow workers. We know that he is continuing on the ministry that Paul has established. So we find in him somebody, in both these cases, somebody who has been forced to go elsewhere. Maybe because of need, maybe because of circumstances, and then maybe because of what you read in verse number 12. I think there's a third person here who fits into this category of people who are forced from you. His name here in verse number 12 is Tychicus. He says, and Tychicus... I have sent to Ephesus. Now here's a case where we know a good bit about both of those places. Where is Timothy the pastor? Timothy's in Ephesus. We know of Ephesus as being a church that understands grace and understands the gospel. But yet in 30 short years, Jesus is going to say to that church, I know your works. But you have abandoned, isn't it interesting, the same word. You have forsaken, you have departed from your first love. That's the kind of place where Tychicus has to minister. Now I have to figure out my paper because I want to give you some verses. All right, so again in Colossians, in Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 7. So chapter 4 of Colossians is that final verse. So you see Demas and Luke being mentioned in that particular chapter. As he's going through, like he does here, a list of people. When he gets down to verse number 7, he mentions Tychicus. and This is how he describes him. He is a beloved brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant. He's been sent to... When you read through the book of Acts, he's been sent to Ephesus... He's been sent to Colossae, and he's been sent wherever he's, you know, wherever uh, Titus is. At one point, he says, he tells Titus, hey, I'm sending Tychicus to you. Tychicus is one of the faithful members of Paul's traveling band. And as such, he's simply been sent. There's some times where you may have the authority You may have the responsibility of sending someone off to work in a different area which takes them away from you. But it may simply be that God sends them away. Maybe God calls them into missions. Maybe God calls them into another ministry. Maybe God calls them to to move from one place to another place. Those are terribly difficult, aren't they? I think of Paul as he responds to those Ephesian elders and weeps with them, knowing that he will never see them again in this particular life. We all have friends like that, don't we? do you miss them? We Thankfully, we live in a day to where communication is a little bit easier than it was in Paul's day. It's a little bit more instant, too, isn't it? We have a unique ability to be able to keep up with people. Paul simply says, there's some people who are forced from you. And it's not to be held against them in that very same way. Third, some people will be faithful to you. Some people simply will be faithful to you. I like what he says as he begins in verse number 11. He simply says, only Luke is with me. By the way, let me say this too. You know, down in verse number 16 that we looked at a while ago, he says everybody forsook me. You remember um, Elijah when we studied through his life as he's sitting there by the brook and he says, I'm the only one left. When there are a few people who forsake you, when there are a few people who have been forced away from you, suddenly you may feel like there's nobody else there. You know, it may be as Paul writes this or dictates this passage to be read. and He says, nobody stood with me. Everybody forsook me. Luke's saying, hello. <laughs> I'm in the room, you know. He says, Luke is with me. There's such power in those words. It's not just the physical presence, is it? Luke is here and Luke is with me. But Luke, man, Luke is with me. He's with me in my journey. He's with me in my purpose. He is staying by my side. What he's saying is, he is faithful. He is faithful when he could have left. By the way, had Luke left, we wouldn't have some of the passages that we have in the book of Acts. It's because of Luke's presence, it's because of Luke's uh, faithfulness to being a historian that we have those books and those chapters written out for us. Luke is there, and Luke is with him. Back in Philemon, uh, in, in, uh, in that, you know, just the one chapter, in verse number 14, or verse number 24, sorry, he, he, mentions, he mentions four people, Paul does, to Philemon. He mentions Mark, we get to see him next. He mentions Aristarchus. He mentions... Demas, and he mentions Luke. And he says, they are my fellow workers. What's the difference between a person like Luke and a person like Demas? Stickability. And relationship, isn't it? When Paul comes now down to the end of his life, what does he remember the most? Luke is with me. He's with me my faithful companion and fellow worker
0: join us tomorrow as pastor tim continues his message from 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 9 through 18 entitled some people pastor tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your savior and lord that address is church office at Brittdavid.org we are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.